You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Kianovich. It is Friday, November 16th, Penn State heading into its Penn Ultimate regular season weekend, Nittany Lions facing a hapless 1-9 Rutgers team on Saturday. They are a 28-point favorite. Penn State is on the road in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, this game is, a if you live in the New York, New Jersey area, I suppose, a nice, easy way to get to a Penn State game. Uh, other than that, I'm out of, out of very nice things to say about this matchup. Rutgers is very bad. Uh, Penn State should win. It is a noon kick. We'll see what happens. Uh, we uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, on yesterday's show, on Thursday's show, and uh, we also recapped uh, the Wisconsin game Monday and Tuesday. If you missed any of those shows, I want to go ch- back and check them out. On today's show, we'll continue to talk about Rutgers uh, a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about the spread and, and some other betting lines with Steve Petrella of the Action Network. Uh, he's going to join us right away here on the show. And uh, at the end of the show, we're also going to have a, a twist on our top five this week. It is a bottom five. It involves Rutgers. Uh, I'll save the rest for later. So that's going to be on today's show. Uh, but yeah, Steve Petrell from the Action Network is going to join us here in just a minute. We're going to break down uh, Penn State's 28-point favorited line against Rutgers. Uh, also, just the the idea of Rutgers being kind of like the anti-Alabama with their spread. They're, they're being basically like plus 35, plus 40 each week opposed to Alabama being minus 40. So we'll get Steve's take on that and a few other things. Uh, real quick, as I mentioned, if you missed our our last shows, talking about Rutgers on uh, Thursday, or also our Wisconsin recap on Monday and Tuesday, you can go back and find those on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, you can find Locked on Nittany Lines. Really appreciate everyone out there who leaves us a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and also who subscribes to the show. So thanks for everyone who does that. And uh, here is our interview with Steve Petrella from the Action Network. All right, I'm happy to welcome in Steve Petrella. He is the college football editor at the Action Network. We're going to talk about a couple of betting lines this weekend, some betting trends from the season as well. Steve, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for coming back here. Uh, Penn State is a, I believe, a 28-point favorite over Rutgers at the time of recording this, which not really given a surprise. And I don't really want to talk about that line, but I want to talk about the the anomaly. I don't even know if it's an anomaly, but the idea of how betters and odds makers view a team like Rutgers, who is one of probably the worst Power Five team in the country because they lost to Kansas by forty points, <laughs> and uh, who is continually losing games by five, six touchdowns a week to other Power Five teams in the Big Ten. What's kind of the view of, of how odds makers view this and betters? Yeah, the, the, you know, teams like Rutgers, um, there's always going to be some like pure value um, uh, on these teams. Like when you're strictly speaking from like a power rating perspective, um, but unfortunately, like football is is played on the field, and um, just with how bad uh, Rutgers is, you know they often don't cover those big spreads, even if there is value on them because of 
stupid mistakes. Um, you know, even if the, the defense is good, like Rutgers had, a, had an okay defense last year, but the, the offense couldn't move the ball at all. So the special teams wasn't good. So they were constantly facing short fields. Um, so yeah, they can't make these numbers high enough. Um, nobody ever wants to bet on Rutgers. Um, I think against Kansas um, was only the like third or fourth time in the last five years that um, Rutgers had actually gotten the majority of the betting action in a game. Um, and you know, you see how that worked out. So, um, people are, you know, getting back to their ways last week, everybody was all over Michigan. Um, you know, this week, majority of the bets are on Penn state. Uh, it's not going to be a hugely bet game just cause it's gross and, um, it's not, you know, going to be fun to watch. Um, <laughs> but yeah. certainly not <laughs> yeah, typically, um, in these games against the the other teams in the the Big Ten East, uh, the good teams in the Big Ten East, Rutgers does not cover. Um, they frequently get blown out. I think since twenty uh, since they joined the conference in twenty fourteen, they're four thirteen and one against the spread Ooh. against Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Um, and that's like I mentioned, like with some quote unquote value on the line. Um, the offense just can't do anything, and and they covered last week barely against Michigan. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's a disaster and, uh, it's, it doesn't seem to be getting any better, unfortunately. Yeah. It's kind of like Rutgers is the anti Alabama, like Alabama has, is, you know, just these huge spreads where they're minus 35 every week against other power five teams and Rutgers is the opposite. What do you think a Rutgers Alabama spread would look like? That is a great question. Uh, I would say on a neutral field, um, <laughs> it'd be about 42. Okay. Uh, let me check what our, our power ratings. Uh, our power ratings would have it about 49 on a neutral field, um, <laughs> oh, which is almost as big as Alabama's line against the Citadel this week. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Rutgers, I mean – they are at the bottom of any uh, FBS power rating you're looking at. Um, and there's going to be some teams uh, in, in the FCS, if you include those as well, um, that are going to jump them. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're certainly on par with, like, I don't want to say a middle-of-the-road FCS team, but I I don't know if they'd make the FCS playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Just say that. I mean, there's only one way to find out. They should have relegation in, in college football. It would be fun. Get Northern Iowa or something in the Big Ten. That'd yeah, be better. It'd be way better for up, Colgate's given up like seven points in the last two months. Oh, wow. Get them in here. Yeah, they play, uh, they play Army this week. Oh, Colgate's like up in New York somewhere, right? Penn yeah. State should just go just drive there instead of driving to Rutgers and play Colgate. Yeah. I'd, I'd much that. rather watch that game. Yeah, they've given up, uh, let's see, since the season opener, they've given up uh, 12 total points with one, two, three, four, five shutouts. Whew. So they're, like, historically good. I think they might beat Rutgers handily. Yeah, I don't think Rutgers would score a point against Colgate, if I had to guess. We'll get back to the interview in just a minute. We have to step away for a quick break, though, first. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're a college football fanatic. You don't just want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. 
That's why I'm telling you, you need to check out Sling TV. For just 30 bucks a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and more. You can stream the big games on your big screen and all your favorite devices with Sling TV. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, but it's better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. If you want to check out Sling TV, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners can get a special 7-day free trial. Go to sling.com slash locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and sign up for your free 7-day trial today. Sling.com slash locked on and find out why Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. We are with Steve Petrella from the Action Network. Steve, uh, not the most exciting college football weekend uh, spread here that, that, that we have had this fall. Obviously, the SEC kind of taking a week off. You got teams like Penn State playing Rutgers, Ohio State's playing Maryland. Not too, uh, too spicy there. Not many top 25 matchups. But there still are some good things that, that, that might appeal to the better out there. Uh, what, what numbers are you looking at this weekend? Yeah, you know, it's a terrible weekend from a you know pure viewing perspective. Um, but I think this is always a, a interesting and fun week for some betters um, because of the big numbers uh, in the SEC games, like you mentioned. Alabama, you know, 51-point favorite. Florida, uh, LSU are all 40-plus. Um, and, and typically the, uh, the underdogs in those games uh, fare pretty well, um, whether it's lack of motivation um, – just inflated numbers yeah. from odds makers anticipating people are going to, um, you know, back the SEC teams in these games. Um, you're you're going to find some value on the Citadels and the Rices and the, the Idaho's of the world. Um, I think since 2005, uh, the underdog, uh, and then, so if an SEC team is playing a non-Power 5 team, um, the underdog covers about 57% of the time. Um, if they are a 28 point underdog or greater, uh, the underdog covers about 64% of the time. Um, so yeah, I don't exactly know the reason it could be a combination of all those things I mentioned, motivation, inflated yeah. lines. Um, but yeah, probably the underdog want to be, be cautious too. If you have like a guy like two is probably not going to play much this weekend if he's right. kind of banged up. Yeah. yeah. The second halves they'll go, um, you know, kind of take it easy, foot off the gas, rotate a lot of guys in and just kind of go bland on offense to make sure they're all good heading into the season finale. Yeah. Yeah. But are there, are there some numbers you're keeping an eye on or something that, that you like that sticks out to you? Yeah. Um, I like Notre Dame this week, uh, in the, the kind of marquee match of the week. Yeah. Um, I think Syracuse is playing a little over its head. Syracuse really does not have a good win. Um, there, there's just, you know, that's not to say that they're not a good team because they've they've beaten um, who they're supposed to beat for the most part. But man, I mean, their best win is NC State um, at home, and then their second best win is losing to Clemson. I think um, <laughs> Notre Dame's going to get Ian Book back, quarterback this week. Um, I think there's going to be plenty of points scored, uh, but I, I think the Irish are are pretty well-rounded, and um, it's not a ton of value in the number at 10, but uh, if it gets inside 10, um, certainly interested in the Irish. Um, then a couple other 
a couple other big numbers. I mentioned I like um, I do like Idaho against Florida. Um, it's just just too many points. Um, the Georgia UMass over um, has interested me. It's moved up a little bit, um, but UMass can throw the ball around a little bit, and they have a horrid run defense, so Georgia should run all over them. Is Austin um, Whipple still there, former Penn State? He is QB? not. No. Uh, I think his oh, dad's the coach, Mark though. Or Austin. Oh, I don't know. Isn't his dad the coach? His dad's the coach. Yeah. Um, the QB is not there, though. Yeah, Mark is still the coach. Mm. Um, Austin is is gone. Um, shame. Yeah, and Adam Brenneman is also gone. Uh, and another marquee matchup. Uh, I actually like UCF. Um, I think the whole playoff debate, whatever you want to argue, it's not even a debate because it's just so one-sided and then there's a bunch of UCF fans yeah. screaming uh, irrationally on the other side of it. But um, I think that's almost gone too far. Um, yeah, UCF hasn't played anybody, um, but they're still, the offense is still really good. Offense can still score. Um, Cincinnati's got a good defense, but uh, I think the the Knights can hang, you know, 35 here, and uh, we might see Cincy's offense struggle to catch up a little bit, and uh, I think UCF can cover that that touchdown uh, touchdown number as it stands right now. Yeah, well, those are some good numbers. Uh, hopefully, for your sake, Notre Dame isn't uh, isn't uh, penalized for wearing those horrible uniforms uh, with the pinstripes on them. I think they also have those on their helmets too. So yeah. Those are when, rough. I, I, when I see things like that, it just makes me want to bet against the team. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately I had already locked in some uh, <laughs> money on Notre Dame. So <laughs> maybe they'll, could, maybe that will drive people on the other side. That number, you get that number a little, a little lower, higher. Doesn't yeah, you you got to promote the jerseys and just, just tell people like, Oh, look at, look at what Notre Dame's wearing. Yeah, they can't it's possibly win in those. Syracuse money will flow in. Yeah, that's that's your best bet. All right, Steve Petrella from the Action Network. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks for coming on. Got it, man. Welcome back to the show. We're going to close out today's episode with a twist on our top five. Our weekly top five this week is going to be a bottom five, and it is counting down the five worst teams in college football. The five worst five worst SBF teams, I should say, or no, the five worst power five teams, excuse me, in college football. So these are teams from the SEC, Big 12, Big 10, ACC, and Pac-12. And we'll start at number five, and it's an SEC club. It is Arkansas. Arkansas is here in the fifth spot beating out Kansas. Arkansas beat out Kansas. Uh, It's because the Jayhawks have a conference win, first of all, Kansas beat TCU this year. I was as surprised as anyone to learn that fact. And uh, the Razorbacks, Arkansas, does not have an SEC win. Their only win against, or the only, their only win since September came against Tulsa. They are two and eight. It has uh, been really tough sledding for head coach Chad Morris, who's in his first year after taking over for Brett Bielema, the former Wisconsin coach who left Wisconsin to take this job and then got fired. Tough place to win Arkansas in the last couple of years. Um, yeah, Arkansas's 2-8. and eight. They have not won an SEC game. They also lost in North Texas by 27 points. They've kept things close against 
Texas A&M and Ole Miss, and even last week against LSU, but not a good season for the Razorbacks. Number four in this bottom five of the worst power five teams in college football is Oregon State. The poor Beavers, they uh, they knew they were going to be kind of bad coming in. They've gone over through some uh, coaching changes as well up there in the last couple of years. And uh, they started out with a game at Ohio State. And they basically knew that was going to be a loss. And they haven't done much else since then. They are 2-8, and eight, probably going to be 2-10 and 10 because their last two games are against Washington and then against their in-state rivalry against Oregon. The Beavers, at least, don't have a problem scoring the ball. They they do. They score a lot. They average 28 points a game, about middle of the pack offense in college football. They don't really have a problem doing that. Their problem is when their offense is not on the field, they give up 45 points a game. That's problem that started when they played Ohio State in the opener, gave up 77 points in that one. So yeah, tough to, to make your defense. Uh, you, those numbers always be skewed a little bit with the 77 in there, but still, they're averaging, uh, their opponents are averaging 45 points a game, and UConn who is just abysmal is the only team in division one FBS college football with a worse defense than Oregon state. Number three in our bottom five worst FBS teams in college football in 2018, the North Carolina Tar Heels, Larry Fedora's team is uh, they only have one win this year, one single win. It actually came in the ACC and Penn state fans might be able to chuckle at this fact. It was against Pitt Still, somehow Pitt is going probably to win their division in the ACC, despite being a very mediocre team and losing to the worst team in the ACC. Uh, Commerce divisions are very weird. Anyway, um, North Carolina has just been horribly bad this season. They are 1-8. and eight. Um, That one winning against Pitt, they would be 1-9, and nine, except their game against Central Florida got canceled. Um, they, they do, I guess, if you want to give them something, they lose most of their games by three, seven or 10 points. Um, and they'll probably get a win this weekend, uh, playing a non-conference game against Western Carolina, but they still pretty much lose every single game. And, uh, you may remember before the season that their head coach, Larry Fedora, just what a name, first of all, he, uh, (laughs) he had some comments that made headlines. He said that football was quote under attack in America. And he also uh, didn't think that CTE and football uh, were, had a link, that there was any correlation between the two. So, yeah, uh, he's about to be uh, out of a job, I would imagine, assuming this team goes 2-9 and nine this season. And uh, I think there is a correlation between his horrible record and him losing his job, assuming North Carolina parts ways with him. Number two on this list, Louisville. The Louisville Cardinals, uh, they had Lamar Jackson a year ago. He won the Heisman in 2016. And uh, now all they have is a 2-8 and eight record and no head coach. They fired Bobby Petrino last week, and he, they've just had a rough season. They actually started the season as Alabama, and uh, they won their two games after that. They won two non-conference games after that, but then they started playing ACC games, 0-7 in the conference. They've dropped... All of, all of their conference games, some of them in spectacularly embarrassing fashion. Um, they lost to Florida State, who might be on this list if it wasn't for Louisville. Uh, and they also gave up 77 points to Clemson. They were giving up huge point totals to almost everyone they played. Um, yeah, they, they need 
a new coach and they need a lot more than that to right the ship. Maybe get Lamar Jackson back, but they also maybe they can get lucky and get Jeff Brom to come in here if they can lure him away from Purdue. But honestly, for Jeff, and, and he does have some Louisville ties, but I don't know if that's most the uh, might not be the most attractive job at this moment. Number one on this list, I'm sure you probably figured it out by now. It is Rutgers. There's Rutgers. The uh, they've been the worst team in the Big Ten all season, and I think it's hard to dispute that they are not the worst power five team in college football. We discussed this on yesterday's show, how bad Rutgers is. Um, They lost to Kansas by more than 40 points. Their offense is horrible. They have four passing touchdowns and 18 interceptions this year. They are one in nine. They have not won a big 10 game. Their only win is against North Texas, who is three and seven in the Sun Belt. They, there's just a general apathy surrounding this program. Rutgers is very bad. Would be surprised to see Chris Ash keep his job after the season, but I don't know who else is going to take that Rutgers job. Chris Ash had a good resume and pedigree uh, coming from Ohio State taking this job, but and they were okay last year. They went four and eight and three and six in the Big Ten, but this year has not been good for the Scarlet Knights. Um, the one caveat that comes with this is that <laughs> they really don't have anything to lose. Like they're expected to lose. They're a twenty-eight point underdog, as we mentioned, against Penn State this week. So. They have nothing to lose except the game, and everyone expects them to lose the game. So, you know, if Penn State would miraculously fail to win at Rutgers, oh boy, I would not want to see the Penn State message boards or see any Twitter comments from Rutgers fans because that would be just completely unbearable. So that would be, yeah, that would be about the worst case scenario. It'd be maybe the worst loss Penn State has had in my at least recent memory. Um, I, I would avo- recommend avoiding the internet for maybe about six months if that happens, but hopefully that won't be the case. Penn State should be able to take care of business rather easily against this rancid Rutgers team. They should be able to get a blowout on the road. So yeah, Rutgers, number one somewhere, that is on our list of the five worst FBS, FBS teams in college football this year. All right, so that's our top five our bottom five countdown for this week. And that will do it for this edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you, as always, for listening. We will be back next week. We're going to have a shortened week with Thanksgiving, but we'll still have a few shows early in the week to uh, recap the Rutgers game and uh, get you set for Penn State, Maryland. So make sure to, uh, to check us out next week. I'll talk to you then.